1: Alright, welcome to Refrigerator Diaries, hashtag what's your R.D., keeping the people engaged. If you've got stories, music, entertainment, or just want to be on the show, let us know we got you. So today we've got a awesome group of folks here. We've got Kwaku Osei, one of my favorite folks in the world, and not to be uh unstead we have uh Andre Terrell. What's up, gentlemen? What's up? So... um we're gonna start with you, Kwaku, and, and, and then we'll uh, jump in and go from there. So, I know you from being, and now, as I understand, you've made that transition into entrepreneurship. But you were uh, just recently teaching the the young kiddies of the city of Detroit. Yes, yes. And I'm now you prep, and now you are full time Black Metro eats. Yeah. Okay, let's get a round of applause for that real quick. <laughs> My man, you know. It does, it does. It does. Because it not only does it uh validate your decision making, it also shows that you have faith in your decision making, which is uh something that I think a lot of folks don't have. Like um uh if you were to give someone five dollars, put it in an envelope and say you have 72 hours to come back with more money. Uh-huh. You'd be surprised at, at what people would come back with.
2: Yeah. Probably no money in the envelope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, th- this has been an experiment that's been done uh, a few times. And uh, I think the maximum amount that someone's ever come back with was $1,000 after a 72 hour period. Wow. Uh-huh. Um, one person, um, came back uh, with $650 because he sold uh, his time um, to talk in front of a classroom to a firm that was looking to advertise <laughs> to this uh, this particular group of people anyway. So it works yeah. out. Um, you never know. Uh, creativity knows no limits, especially when it's do or die. Yes. I found that um, <laughs> when I was younger, some of the most uh, – my best creative thinking was when rent was due or, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> uh, absolutely around those times. End of the month, first of the month, best times. Uh-huh. So you're going to be focusing more on Black Metro Week, yes. Yeah.
2: So there's a lot going on this year with it. Um, this would be the fourth year. Wow. This will be the fourth year for uh, Detroit Black Restaurant Week. So i um, looking to make that bigger and better. Uh, last year was really great. We had Uncle Nearest um as our premier sponsor for that and so it's nice to be coming off of the heels of that and working into bringing more added value to the participating restaurants and the newcomers on the scene. We've got a lot of newcomers this year um in the city as far as black owned restaurants go. Um and so my focus is on highlighting more fast casual establishments but also branching out into the uh, perimeter based neighborhoods and the east side
1: primarily. Okay, all right, and you're gonna be doing a little bit more of a focus on uh, content as well, then like yes. getting into the website and things yes. like that. Yeah, Man, you yeah. know what? I I've always, and I, I'm sure you've you've had this happen too, uh, have found difficulty and content, um, just, just uh-huh. you know around you know where to go and and who to check out and. Uh-huh. And just what's happening, now? like, and I, probably, I bet you probably get a lot of that.
2: Well, I guess for me, social media isn't necessarily something that feels supernatural to me. And so content has been a challenge in the past because I don't like staged content. Mm-hmm. And so I like, you know, things to be a lot more candid. Um And so you'll see, like, on my personal Instagram, I haven't posted since Black Restaurant Week last year. And, I mean, I post stories, but... Content for me is this year having to be a lot more based in intention, um, and remembering my why, um, as to why I started doing this and the people that I'm supporting and stepping outside of my own nerves, um, and kind of remembering that the content isn't just fluffy, beautiful pictures. It's really content that's helping a business meet their bottom line.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um,
2: and so. Yeah, this year I'm doing a revamp of com to ch- change it over from more of a landing page for my events and pushing it more into a resource for those that are near and far. So,
1: all right, what what does that mean for the the people who just enjoy coming to Quakers type events?
2: Um, That means that you're going to see on Instagram, you'll see much more beautiful and consistent content. But for those of you who maybe are sending me an email or a DM asking, you know, how what would you recommend is like a restaurant for my grandmother's 80th birthday or what is a restaurant you'd recommend for a group of six friends who haven't seen each other in a long time? those will be the type of posts that you'll see on the site and that you'll be able to refer to regularly. Um, There'll also be somewhat of a digital Rolodex of the black-owned restaurants in the city, Um, many of whom have either participated in Black Restaurant Week or have not but are still black-owned restaurants that you should be checking out on a regular basis.
1: Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. The magic of... Technology I, I just did like a poof and Chris Connections appeared. Yo. So
0: <laughs>
1: Andre, I think I met you fifteen years ago. Wow, okay. Right? It's been it's been a while. I, I don't think I don't think it was fifteen years.
0: That's it, it, <laughs> yeah, a long time. <laughs> I, I know I'm old, <laughs> but high school, yeah, right? <laughs> Not for me, but <laughs> fifteen years ago was a blur. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe so, ten.
1: So yeah, all right. Yeah, so about ten years ago. Um, you this you just started this uh community journey as well.
0: Uh somewhat. I've been I've been on the journey for a while. I've been I've been growing, I've been in the trenches. I I'm I like to think of myself as a uh as the godfather to a lot of this stuff. From okay. so social media, digital media uh, websites, mobile apps, things like that. So.
1: Right. You said as uh, you were one of the first people promoting the website before people living there. Started well, using.
0: yeah, right. And so when I started streetvision.com, it was uh, a website that promoted black-owned businesses. Mm-hmm. And and trying to get them to buy into being a part of this directory was a, a misnomer because no one had a computer you know, it's like so. I'm trying to promote a directory that people had to access via computer when they hadn't didn't have a computer. And so it wasn't as tangible um, for businesses to even be a part of it because, like, you know, they themselves didn't have a computer. Why would you know why what year they, was this? Oh, I started this in ninety nine. Two thousand. So, and, and I myself didn't have a computer. Interesting fact. <laughs> <laughs> interesting fact. I end up getting a computer. Um, uh, but I had the idea. I was always techy, and I had friends who had a computer. We would do the DAWs, and we would be hacking and all mm-hmm. this cool mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, you know, I started reading tech magazines and things. What's about to happen with 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 technology? You'll be able to log on and pop a com- uh, camera. Uh, into a, to a radio station or whatever and look at the stream online. Mm-hmm. And so I think one day, uh, uh, I, I was a fan of Mason, WJLB, Mason in the morning. He was going to be at, uh, Little Rock Baptist Church. I said, I'm going, going out and a meet Mason. I said, I'm a big fan. Plug him in every morning. And, uh, when I'm to, Hey, Mason, I'm a photographer. I'm, you know, big fan. He said, Oh, you're a photographer. Can you come to the station tomorrow at, se- at six o'clock? Said, yeah. Six o'clock in the morning? Oh wow! Okay, jeez, that's a little early. So I'm, I'm I ended up, glad you showed up. Yeah, I showed up. I showed up, and so that that spawned the 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 first time being inside of a radio studio. Like, wow! What if we had a camera inside the studio? Because listening is amazing and funny. What if you can see it? Because what you saw was even funnier. Mm. You know, so being part of that experience, another side sideways to the story, Grant Hill had just got signed to the Pistons. Okay, I was there to photograph Grant Hill. Whole other crazy story happened because I bought this cheap, well, not a cheap, a used camera, and it just messed up my whole shoot. But anyway, um, but that that started the process for me uh, with the with the vision of of doing this web platform, and, and actually when I wrote it uh it was to design or or do WJOB's website and it was their concept that I was trying to sell to them. And uh Vernon Vern Green, the manager at the time, said, uh, yeah, that's 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 great. Let's let's do it, but you gotta go through corporate. And so when I went through corporate, come to find out they had just formed a company to design all the websites for the radio stations that they own. And they said, Well you can do it, but once we come aboard with our thing, we're gonna kinda like cannibalize whatever you're doing and And so I said, Oh, they're gonna steal my idea. Basically, I said, "Oh shoot!" <laughs> so what <do> am <laughs> oh, I do? Sorry, what am I do? Sure. And so there was a cyber Cafe that had just opened up on Woodward, right where the Welcome Center is now, I think, in Wayne State. And I went down there. Mm. It was it was kind of like, um, you know, kind of like a, a co op, the original co op working space kind of thing. You go in and go on a computer, do your resume, and you know. So I went in there and registered the domain. Like, what well, can I come up with? Street Vision from the mm. streets. I got this vision. And then Streetvision.com was born. So, and I sat on it for probably uh, two years before I launched that. And when I launched, well, when I launched it, I think WJLB uh, just didn't launch their website for two years later. Okay. And so that so was launched,
1: so you you ca- got in so 1994, and then you did the website, uh, got the domain name mm-hmm. in 1996, and then WJLB did their website job in 1998. Some like that.
0: Something okay. Maybe there's a little pushback. Maybe they they started theirs. I'm basing uh, it off of Grand Hills Draft Day. Okay, <laughs> that, okay. With well, that, if that's the, if that's the dates, yeah, you, you you're probably right on there. Yeah, <laughs> if you no, know his stats like that. It's, <laughs> I, I clue, right? that, I don't have a clue. Right, I don't have a clue. Okay, yeah. so day you got you get the numbers, but yeah, so that that's that's kind of how that happened. And so I moved forward and, um, you know, started doing promotional campaigns, events, you know, go to the uh, the clubs and collect email addresses, you know. And so at one point I had the, the largest email distribution list in the city, I'm sure. And um, this is before you had MailChimp and those, those web, those email servers. And I would just copy them all. And then, you know, you forget to do a blind copy. And now you send it. Now everybody has your email list because it's right there. You can see and just copy and paste. And so I would start getting emails from promoters and I would see like my aunt's email address in California. Like, I know you didn't get, you know, so I know you got my list. So it kinda it kind of became uh contaminated and, and uh less useful because people had their job email addresses. That's really all they had, or their school email email addresses. And if they left the job or left the school, they probably didn't carry that email address with them. So you would be sending email messages messages to non-valid
1: you know email addresses, Mm -hmm.
0: and so uh i kind of sat back on it a little bit um at one point i was doing the video i would go to the club videotape the excitement come home and and uh transfer it to digital, take it off the tape and render it to digital, then edit it do a little quick edit, then upload it over landline. I, I would start it at two o'clock in the morning when I get home and I would wake up, it would still be uploading to YouTube. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's that's, that's I'm, I'm, nobody called. Yeah, right, right. You know, <laughs> it was, <laughs> <laughs> luckily, luckily it was luckily it was two o'clock in the morning, so it was like nobody's calling in. So right. so it worked out all right. But it, it was it was, you know, that's 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 Kind of my story, and that's 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 it's been a journey you know and it's it's, it's always been uh met with with uh, some resistance mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's it's disheartening because it's, it's you know this is this is kind of the FUBU, the for us mm-hmm. bias thing, and it's like, oh, we don't want you doing this and you know I'm like man this I'm promoting you and so it it's hard even even with uh, the WJLB story um before they had the website. Yep, yep. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna um, pivot, don't yeah, don't pivot. We're gonna pivot out here. Okay. <laughs> uh so
1: uh we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to pause on that table and come back to it in a little bit and jump into a few of these Black Metro Eats restaurant week joints. Dope. when we return on Refrigerated Diaries. All right, welcome back to Hashtag Refrigerated Diaries, what's your R.D.? I am Godwin from Yum Village with my co-host here, Chris Connections. Yo. And we've got Andre Terrell, the cool DJ. Hey, what's up? And Quake Kwe mm. of Black Metro Eats. Uh-huh. Hey, hey. All right, so uh Andre, you were telling us a little story we're going to Come that for our next time when we have you on here on the show, um, but uh, let's kind of get into this uh, Black Restaurant Week. I, I've been we've been a participant in Black Metro, uh, Restaurant Week for uh, a few years now, uh-huh. and uh, it, it's always been productive for us. We yeah. we we've loved it uh, ever since the beginning. I, I think it's something that needed to be done. It was necessary.
2: Absolutely. I remember the first year it was your food truck. And then, so I was telling you the other day that I was so glad to have seen the ascension
1: food truck to yeah. food truck
2: to brick and mortar. Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of that's been a story for a few of the restaurants that have participated, where they may have started out as like a caterer or something, and then, or maybe even um who I'm dealing with now as the owner used to be like the manager. So like in the crepe situation, Dennis used to be a manager of the crepe, and then bought his way in to being the owner of the restaurant. So even seeing that ascension was uh has been something that's beautiful um with Black Restaurant Week. But again, I think it just comes down to the fact that Black Restaurant Week was meant to be an answer to a problem that existed in the city with regard to Detroit Restaurant Week um and its uh lack of restaurants that were black owned and operated. And so now that we've kind of moved beyond that answer, it's coming down to what other value can we add outside of just this seven day period? Mm. Um, you know, cause it's one thing to bring people in for a week in August, you know, to say, I, I did it. I ate at a black owned restaurant. That's mm. great. <laughs> but like, did you come back? Do you go mm. back regularly? And when you come back, are you a patron? Or are you looking for handouts? Are you looking like, what are you doing when you go? And so, um, that's really been the focus for 2020 is making sure that we're adding value there. And so um, I think that's coming in the form of an event that we're working on with Young Village um, called Night Bite. Last year, we did Night Bite for an eight-week run at The Block. Um, and it was a Wednesday night, nighttime brunch series, um, which was really, really cool. We had different DJs come in um, from the city that are local. Um, it was a abbreviated menu of, lunch, of brunch items and drink specials. And it was great. Mm-hmm. Um and so now we're looking to switch that up. Godwin's Restaurant Yum Village just recently got their liquor license, so yes, to yo, that. Yo, yo. and so the possibilities are have always been endless, but are now truly endless. Um, with that because you've got a few different streams of of revenue there. So we're looking to do Night Bite with Yum Village starting in March mm-hmm. um, for an eight week mm-hmm. run. Um, same concept. Um, And we've got a lot of people that have been shouting out in the DMs, like, when are you bringing Night Buy back? Mm -hmm. And so we're excited to announce that. Um, We're also doing some really cool – I hate to call them, like, sobriety parties because it sounds like something that goes along with, like, Alcoholics Anonymous. But, like, we're doing parties that – Non-alcoholic,
1: I think. It's non-alcoholic
2: parties Mm -hmm. um, or non-vice parties where – we're like, you know, it's, there are not drinks being served. We're doing that with Kiana Broden, the owner of the kitchen by cooking with Q. Um, being that that's already a vegan establishment. Shout out to Q mm. and Dave, my frat brother. Shout out to Dave, her Praise husband. Those saints. Shoot. Uh, look, go mob. Um, hey. and so. <laughs> You know, it's been really, really exciting, uh, to kind of step into that space. I think what's ended up what's ended up happening with black majorities is that like it's starting to be more of a reflection of like the changes that I'm making in my own life. So I've mm-hmm. been drinking a lot less and therefore my friends have been drinking a lot less. And so when it looks when I go to plan an event, it doesn't really make sense for me to be seeking too heavy of like an alcohol sponsor if I don't even intend to indulge in the alcohol and it's kinda of hard for me to advocate for an event that I wouldn't necessarily go to, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And so now that I'm kind of in a space where I'm eating more, like from a more healthy perspective and I'm looking to treat my body in a different way, I'm holding myself responsible and accountable um, in those spaces by throwing events that. I truly can vouch for. Mm-hmm. So,
1: And the, this is called the Already Lit. Already Lit. Man. Yes, I also love that name. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got a fan in me. I'm, I'm going to be up in there. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be a great time. We've got uh, <laughs> me, the producer,
2: a.k.a. Donovan Glover, um who'll be DJing um on a weekly basis uh, okay. again Q's food which is vegan will be there um we are looking to partner with a few non-alcoholic cocktail companies um who sell their cocktails already bottled that are non-alcoholic oh, fantastic um yeah. and so it should be really great obviously if you're into vices you're welcome to come but just know that that night you won't be drunk <laughs> at least not on alcohol <laughs> maybe on happiness
1: so mm-hmm. we this is uh, Refrigerated Diaries Behind the Food. Um, we always ask our guests to tell us about their most uh, awkward food experience and their uh, most excellent food experience. Uh, no name dropping. Um, but we're going to put you on the spot. It's just got to give us one.
2: All right. Um, so most awkward food experience. Um, I had a love interest over. I like to cook.
1: Okay. Um, see, that's what I'm talking about. I like about. to cook.
2: Yeah. And you know, some people have this whole thing where like, they don't cook for you until this become a serious thing. And I just feel like that's kind of whack. <laughs> Cause like, food is kind of the route to my heart. So yeah. if you can't cook yeah. or if I haven't cooked for you, you should really, you should be concerned. Like, like <laughs> wait. He's not sharing the things that he loves with me, so maybe he doesn't actually love me. Um, And that would be true. And so, so the song. Anybody listening out there is not getting fed. You're not getting fed. (laughs) I'm not getting fed. (laughs) And so, um, no, I had a love interest. You know, things had just gone down. Um, And let's just say that neither of us were fully clothed Uh yet. Uh But I decided to start cooking. All right. Don't cook, Nicky, y'all. Do, do not it. cook naked, <laughs> especially with hot it. oils it's around. Grease popping. Grease popping. Well, I mean, yeah. It is just real awkward. So, like, <laughs> I actually have a, I have a burn on my foot now um, from making bacon because I want brunch at night. Hey, hey. how do you cook your bacon? It, or, night bites. It, in a, a cast iron skillet on the stove. Okay. Oil. <laughs> bacon, I it's I've seen people use microwaves. I've seen people use ovens. I'm, good so. I'm not using a microwave to make bacon. It's already a, enough of a carcinogen. I don't think I need to uh, add any more of these rays to it, but I could have put it in the oven, but you know, when you're trying to like really uh, show yeah, out, you know try. what I'm saying? I got the black cast iron over here. I'm working on some stuff over here. I got some waffles going over here. You know what I'm saying? I need you to I, smell you the aroma. It I was doing a lot. You, you. And it burnt the hell out of my foot.
1: Since you you cook, I, I also take it that you, you do all the shopping and whatnot. I do so. all
2: the shopping. You Trader Joe's the... is my second home. We've been okay. through this. Yep, we've been through this.
1: <laughs> do and you do it with the list or you you come in? I
2: have a list on my phone that um you know like thankfully and you have an Android. And iPhones, you can make a list with, With <laughs> I have to shade you a little bit. Why? And iPhones, Why? you can make a list because, because it's like a rivalry. It's like, yeah. Team Android. It's like Howard Hampton. Okay, so you can make a list and then, you know, you put the bubbles on the side. Oh, see. Like, check out the I list. But see, I
1: see people do this, like to a to-do thing. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I do that every week. It's pretty much the same list. Like I, I have, I pretty much eat the same stuff. And then if I see anything that kind of catches my eye, I'm like, I'm throwing that in there too.
1: Okay. So you. You, get, you know those end caps and things are psychologically placed.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I shopped. So I shopped the perimeter of the grocery store mostly because that's where you'll find, like, produce mm-hmm. um, for the most part. And then most of your processed stuff is going to be in the middle. And so, you know. Go
1: inside for the price.
2: Yeah. I got my favorite item right now. Uh, purple sweet potatoes. Okay. Have been my thing. Um, for like the last month. Are you baking those or no? I'm so I'm boiling them and mashing them. Oh, okay. yeah, I'm mashing them. I've even uh mashed them in the may balls and rolled them through panko and fried them.
1: Okay, they're like that. really, really. What do they taste like?
2: They're literally they taste like a sweet potato. They legit taste like a sweet potato, but they are a deep, deep purple. I have a picture. I guess I don't know that anyone will be able to see it besides us,
1: but... So there's a there's a camera here that we can... <laughs> zoom in. <laughs> I zoom gotta in I mean, it's I'm just very, wondering God, why so, the
2: purple, though. Like I don't know. It's like... It make you throw you I think on, there's yeah. something nostalgic about it. I don't know if y'all remember uh that ketchup that came out a long time ago. It, they had a green one and they had a purple one. It was like... I, sort ketchup. Of, I think but I know what you're talking about. It was like it, it was ketchup and it tastes like ketchup, but it was like purple and then there was a green one. And it I was like really hyped for that, so it's a nostalgic <laughs> factor. I'm a, I'm a visual if it doesn't
1: visually look like what it's supposed to be. That should not I be. Yeah, I, yeah vi- <laughs> visualization is right there. So, so like before purple. we um oh, wow. we end here, that I understand you've got for a real. A good story to tell us about uh, where you live that's really purple, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not food coloring. <laughs> um, so what neighborhood heard you live in? Uh, Jefferson Chalmers. Okay, man, you're right there. Are we? Oh, yeah, well, duh, yeah,
2: right yeah. there. It. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta,
1: we gotta get, get a bottle of wine on the, on the riverfront there. Let's do it. You Let's know? do it. I've
2: got a few parks at the end of the block that are really cool. I'm right at the corner of like Algonquin and Jefferson, so like near Connor and um. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving the neighborhood so far. Like everything's been really dope. Common Citizen just opened at the corner of my street. Mm -hmm. So there's a dispensary right there, uh, Mm -hmm. which is nice. Okay. I was Um,
1: like, what's Common Citizen? Yeah, no, it's (laughs) a really dope,
2: really dope dispensary. Um, that's been really cool. And then there's a lot of side lots around me. Uh So I've been buying them up as I can, you know.
1: And how does that, so you get to buy up side lots just if they're available?
2: So it Did depends. It, it kind of depends on what the status of the side lot is. Mm-hmm. So for example, in my case, I became aware that these side lots were even available because I bought the house. And mm-hmm. so I started to get letters in the mail saying like, there's a side lot that's adjacent to your property. You can buy it for $100. And I was like, bet. But what happens is, let's say that there's like this side lot that's directly adjacent to your property, but then there's more side lots next to that and then a vacant house. So now all those side lots are offered to you. And you can buy each one for $100. So that's what I've been doing is like kind of slowly eating through buying up all the side lots that are kind of connected to my property to kind of create an L around the property. So that's, that's the ultimate goal there. Um, mm-hmm. but there's just one side lot right next to me that someone else already owns and I'm trying to get my hands on.
1: So. Oh, I see. Do you like sending like a, this is on behalf of the community, cause you're gonna make it a community, uh, space, right?
2: Right. So I'm looking to do a community garden on the side lots. And then my sister, who's mm. a, a wonderful interior designer, Osé Osebonsu, who's also, she's also the head of, um, catering at TF- TCF Center. Okay. And so shout out to her. She shout just, out. yeah, okay. just acquired that role. She just moved back home from DC and acquired hey. that role. And so she's an amazing interior designer. So she and I are working on re-outfitting a school bus. To make it into a cafe that'll They'll hopefully that be time. fed by the garden.
1: So mm, see, that's what I'm talking about. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Well, it has been a pleasure having you Thanks on for having me. Yeah, Hard absolutely. On. Absolutely. So, uh, we're just going to do a couple of quick recaps. We're going to have brother, uh, Terrell on here for, uh, our next episode in a couple of weeks. Um Sweet. we'll be back on the seventeenth with uh, Mike Ransom from Iowa. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so catch us on the seventeenth for that episode. And uh night bites are gonna be starting back up here in March at yes. Yum Village. Uh we got some amazing uh brunch items here. Uh Check out the newsletter for a preview clip. We, we dropped some grit cakes off to Fox 2 for Super Bowl Sunday. Mm. They practically blew their minds. That sounds amazing. Fire. It was, it was amazing. Um, and then Black Restaurant Week is coming back when?
2: Third week of August.
1: Third week of Third August. Third week
2: of August, 2020.
1: Can't wait. Yeah. And then if you want to submit your uh, sample writings to, uh, Black Metro Eats. Oh, yes. Please send them
2: to Quaku, which is K W A K U at BlackMetroEats.com. dot com. Definitely looking for uh contributing writers um that maybe have a perspective that's a little bit different than my own. Um uh, as of right now, I am the primary contributor, so I'm always looking for um more diversified contributions to that to that conversation.
1: Definitely. And uh Chris Connections and uh myself are gonna put our hats in the ring on that. Cool, yeah. cool. <laughs> that would be great. Thanks. All right, all right. Thanks so much. We'll see you on the next episode of Refrigerated Diaries. Cool.